before I started, they just told me like two days before, like, hey, by the way, like all the stuff that's going up online, like you have to like shoot all that stuff. Like, that wasn't even part of the job description. Yeah. So I was totally not ready for that. A hundred percent not to be the ready. One creating the no, I had yeah. no idea what the, I had never used a professional that's camera crazy. before and I didn't know shit about shit. Welcome to the Do Cool Shit Podcast. On episode number two, we have commercial photographer Alex Aguiar, who's worked primarily with Under Armour. Alex has shot the likes of Anthony Joshua, The Rock, Steph Curry, Misty Copeland, Cam Newton, the list goes on. But even more impressive is Alex has actually only been a photographer for a couple of years. It's his background, his hard work, and his life experiences that got him to where he is today. So it's kind of a long story. I think probably most people would have a, you know, a long story about how they get into things that they do. But uh, basically, yeah, like I said, I'm from Miami, grew up in South Florida. Um, so like a part of it is like my dad raised me as a really big Miami Hurricanes fan. Still my team, uh, but I grew up like crazy about them. And so that was always like growing up, I played tennis. So I was always into sports a little bit. Um, but but you know that was Miami Hurricanes and tennis were a big part of my life so college comes around I'm at the University of Michigan I come home for a summer and I have an internship with an insurance agency um, and basically it's like a two month it was either a month or two month internship that was paid uh, I went in my first day and they were basically like hey here's this project this is going to be what you're working on for the summer um, so you know just let us know if you have any questions and just like work through it. And it's like a chance for you to be able to show us what you think about basically how we're functioning right now. I said, okay, cool. And I, I finished it in a week. And, and so I go up to the people that like gave me this project. And I'm like, yo, I just finished. Yeah. And they were like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come find you if like we have a project for you. If not, just like hang out. I was like, all right, cool. And then and literally every single day for the rest of the internship, I would come into work. I would ask them, hey, you guys have anything for me to do today? And they would just tell me no. So I spent like a month and a half absolutely dreading this job. Yeah. And like it was miserable. Shit, sorry. Uh, so I had this job and it was just miserable. And I was just dreading it all the time. Um, and so after that, I was kind of like... I was getting paid, which was nice. Mm -hmm. But what I realized is like, I don't even really care if I'm getting paid or not. I want to be doing something that I really enjoy, something that I'm not going to come into work every day and yeah. just like, just be miserable for eight hours, you know? Because it, it, it was so bad, I thought to myself like, well, what would I want to do? Like, if it didn't matter, like next summer, what do I want to do for an internship that isn't going to drive me crazy? So I, I just cold, I cold emailed the Miami Hurricanes and I was just like, yo, <laughs> I was like, I'm an English major at Michigan. I grew up a big fan of Miami sports. Like, I'd love to intern with you guys. Um, you know, I can write. Uh, I know a little bit about like social media, stuff like that. Let me know if you guys might have a spot for me. And and they came back and they said, hey, we don't have a paid spot for you. But if you want to come and intern with us, like you're more than welcome. So I was like, all right, cool. So I started there and I was basically writing for their website and stuff like that. Um, and it was awesome because like growing up, like I said, I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. Like, yeah. Being around it was That's crazy. crazy. That that like... First of all, we live in a day and age where you could just like cold email somebody and like get a response and then get an internship. It might not that. work every right, time. Right, like right. I was lucky, but like if you send out emails, man, if you're willing to work for free, yeah. Which mm -hmm. early on, I think you have to. Yeah. Uh, people, I I think being really picky um, about pay and all this stuff 
it's kind of short-sighted a little bit, you you know? Yeah. Yeah, Because like, you don't know, you don't know how it's going to play out. You don't know what the worth is. And so if something's a really valuable job resume wise, but you're not going to get paid for it versus like kind of shitty job that you're going to get paid for. Some people might think to go with a paid job because it's paid, but the reality is it's going to pay off more by going the smarter route. And sometimes that might be with pay also, right. but you have to be willing to like, even if it's unpaid, Sacrifice like, yeah, yeah, like weigh it out and see what it can do for you. Yeah. All right. So yeah, like you get this gig at Miami yeah. still. So you're, you're doing a lot of writing stuff. I imagine like in their, their sports information department. Kind yeah, of thing? exactly. Yeah. Sports information communications. I did that. I did a little bit of marketing with them. Um, yeah, I spent a summer and it was like heaven. Like it was like amazing. And I was like, this is a hundred percent. Like this is more of what I want to do, right. you know? And like, Obviously, that that worked his way into photography, which we're about to get to. But it was like uh, it was, you know, it was a start. And that's another thing about internships, even if they're unpaid, it's the va- a lot of the value that I found in it is figuring out what you like and what you don't like. Because if I hadn't taken that internship with the insurance agency because it was paid, then I wouldn't know that I just didn't like that. Right. I might be some insurance agent or something like that somewhere if I hadn't have figured it out, you know, yeah. but I, I did it a little, I gave myself some cushion cause I did it as early as possible. Yeah. I think that's like one of the biggest pieces of advice. Like I'd give somebody in college right now is like, think as big as you can and, f- and work backwards to figure out how you get there. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would have even thought I definitely didn't. It's not my, like your path's way different than my path, but I never would have thought to like, cold email the Miami Hurricanes I would have thought like they're at they'll never want my help or anything like that but you just do it yeah you just figure it out <laughs> do it like, and then do whatever it, they need it's this kind of silly cliche thing but what's the worst that's gonna happen exactly. they're not gonna respond yeah. to you right for an e- email for, somebody yeah, else so what you yeah. have to do exactly you have to freaking you have to update your resume you can do that but the resume works for everywhere right. you don't have to put a copy uh, cover letter in there even if you're only successful 5% of the time is worth it because yeah. you don't know what might come up from for it. sure um, so yeah, moving forward from there. Yeah. So after, so I do that internship with Miami, love it, go back to school at the university of Michigan. And when I'm going up there, I'm like, shit, I should, Michigan's a big like athletic school. Yeah. Like I should try to do the same thing here. Why not? Cause that was fun. So I email Michigan and they come back to me and they're like, no, sorry. Like, uh, we don't have anything available right now. Like we, we close up all of our internships early <laughs> and, uh, you know, but if you want, you could apply for next year. And I responded to them, like, you guys don't have, like, anything, like, at all? Like, and then I told them, like, I don't even care if it's paid or not. It's no right. big deal. Like, I just want to work. And they were like, oh, well, you know, like, they were basically yeah. like, oh, well, if you're free, okay, we'll take you. <laughs> so that's basically what happened. So then I worked that year with Michigan. Um, and so I kind of had those two internships under my belt at that point. But at Michigan, were you doing, what were you doing Oh, okay, there? so this is a good point, too. Yeah, so, um, and maybe this is relevant for, like, people thinking about doing this sort of thing but like I was at Michigan and like nothing against the school nothing against the people there I just did not like it at all coming from Miami moving to like Ann Arbor was like too much for me you know so you know it just didn't feel like I had a lot of stuff to do so I, I just for whatever reason while I had that internship I was like all right well I'm gonna just try try to start learning graphic design uh and see if maybe these people at Michigan will let me like handle some of their social media stuff. Cause it was the same thing when I got hired on, it was really more communications and all that. So I start, I download Photoshop off of like pirate Bay or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm incriminating <laughs> myself right now, but I, I had like a free copy of it and just started learning how to use Photoshop basic stuff. I'm not a graphic designer. 
you know, I kind of cringe when I look at some of that work, but I was just trying to learn something, yeah, yeah. you know? So I learned that stuff. And then like, uh, it turns out that like Michigan is fine with me, like running some of their social media channels. So it's a smaller ones, you know, but, um, I'm, I'm like going and working from like a comms perspective, like a women's tennis match and mm-hmm. a soccer match and, you know, swimming and stuff like this. And, um, I'm doing that stuff. And like, while I'm working the SID type job, I'm also like helping with the social media stuff and, putting graphics together for some of the small schools that at that time, like now I I would say everybody, most major schools have like graphic designers that handle like every sport. Right. Um, But then it wasn't, it was uh, maybe before that type of stuff was happening as much. What year is this, do you think? This is uh, like 2013 or something. Right, right. So just when all this stuff is kind of starting to become a big deal and people starting to take it seriously or not even yet. No, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's about that time. And I don't know if I'm just saying that because, you know, if I'm ignorant about it, but like, (laughs) no, I feel like that's about when like, like there was a little bit more of a focus on like, Oh, these, these schools are putting out cool content or whatever, you know? So like social media presence started, I think picking up more with Mm -hmm. visual content. Um, so yeah, I started doing all that stuff. And so I do that year at Michigan. Um, I started applying to jobs like crazy. Um, this is a really long intro to how I ended up. Oh, we'll cut, we'll cut all. Okay. <laughs> We're still not even to the photography part. Uh, maybe I should like fast forward through some of this. I just feel like at each stop, I was kind of learning things along the way. Right, and that's kind of like crucial because I think um, you know we were saying earlier a little bit about like just cold emailing people, but you don't even need to know what you want to do. Mm-mm. You just need no. to know what like atmosphere you want to be a part of. That's the thing. You can just go broad. Like you don't even have to be like I know you said before. Like think about the biggest idea and then like work back from there. For me, I wasn't even thinking about like, I want to be a photographer at Under Armour because if that's what I wanted to be, I would have never ended up because this is probably, I feel like this is the only <laughs> path that would have led me this way. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. All right. So I'd graduate Michigan while I'm at my um, graduation ceremony. I got a voicemail saying that I, I got accepted for a job or I was offered a job uh, with the University of Maryland's football program. So that job was interesting because I was running the social media and the digital media for the Maryland football team as mm-hmm. a one-person show. Right. Um, so basically, yeah, like they, from what I understand, this is kind of right in the area where teams start to realize for recruiting purposes they need to generate more content. hundred percent, right? yeah. Um, but the internal athletics department couldn't really handle it, so coaches and teams decided to just bring on their own content person, right? Right. Um, so this was definitely on the earlier side with it, which yeah. I was actually thinking the other day. I don't know if it... Like, I don't think we, I don't think we were totally aware of what we were doing at Maryland, but yeah, I think yeah. we were pretty ahead of the curve. And even the way that we were showing these things is we, our emphasis wasn't on the on-field products and scores and touchdown updates as it was like the overall lifestyle of being a student athlete at Maryland, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I was kind of green at that point. So like, could it have been done? I think a little bit better, probably. I, I think I did a decent job, but, um, it's really like kind of, it's, it's like a theme that is very popular, I think, with schools now when you're looking at things from a recruiting standpoint. Like mm-hmm. You're giving a way broader base of what the program is about rather than just saying, you know, player so-and-so scored a touchdown right, and right. you're tweeting just on Saturdays, right. you know? Um, so, yeah, so they hired me, and I was technically on the football staff, not on the marketing staff, to your right, point, because right. I was doing help with, help with all this recruiting stuff and running. So, basically, I was running a website for them, running an app, running all the social media channels, um, and 
before I started, they just told me like two days before, like, Hey, by the way, like all the stuff that's going up online, like you have to like shoot all that stuff. Like that wasn't even part of the job description. Yeah. So I was totally not ready for that. A hundred percent. Right. Not to be the ready. one creating the content. No, I had yeah. no idea what the, I had never used a professional that's camera crazy. before. I had used a GoPro and that's it. And I didn't know shit about shit. Like I, I had <laughs> no idea. And like, honest to God, like the day before, fall camp started for us i was i was staying in a hotel room still because i hadn't even officially moved to maryland and i was sitting there reading the manual for the camera to try to figure out what the hell i was going to be doing with this thing in my yeah. hand the next day when when camp started because i had to shoot all that stuff right. and it's just one of those things that you just got to figure it out and it, it's not that difficult what were you doing at the time to like learn like other than reading yeah. the manual like, like were you youtube videos some youtube stuff but it was a lot of reps just like man. Fear, reps yeah. reps that that's what that that's what when i say like each job kind of taught me different things like that's what that job told me is like reps early in your career are super important yeah. every single day we had I don't even think this shit was legal. We worked every single day of the year, <laughs> like weekends included. In total, we probably had like five days off. Like you're there all day, every day. We would have team meetings. I'd have to be there at like 6.20 or 6.30 in the morning. And then I wouldn't leave till like 7 p.m. And that was five days a week. Yeah. And then you got a game day on Saturday. And then Sunday is like our quote unquote off day because you can come in at 9 a.m. Like it's crazy. But that was a lot of time that I spent learning because I didn't go to school for this stuff. So yeah. that was my school, sort of. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so whatever. It's just one of those things where it's like, you can't replace you can't replace those reps on right. anything. And that kind of goes, like, that's also why it's so important to get a job that you like. Because mm -hmm. you're going to live there. How'd you get into uh, Under Armour? Okay, so then, so with Under Armour, moving on to that... Um, so I was on. So you're you're just a content, or you're you're running social, managing. I think my, I think my web title, properties at Maryland. Yeah, I think it was social media coordinator. Okay, is what is what my title yeah. was. Um, so I was I did that, and then it was two seasons, and then halfway through our second season, Coach Edsel got fired. Um, if you know football, you know, you know when there's coaching changes at with teams, like usually that everybody's yeah, gone they want and they their, bring in they their, want their entire guy. team yeah. exactly so like everybody was like sweating bricks you know like nobody knew what was going on and so when that was happening there's a job that opened up at under armor as i believe it was a digital content producer which is funny now knowing how all the terminology <laughs> is there because it wasn't that um like i wasn't pr a producer but it was digital content producer and so i applied for it and uh through connections because Maryland's an Under Armour school and they yeah. were already familiar with some of my work that they had like shared and stuff like that on some of their pages. Uh, I ended up getting the job. And so it started off, the role has changed a bunch for me. So maybe part of the reason that I'm in photography now, if it was left up to me, I probably wouldn't have gone this way. But sure. weirdly enough, Under Armour kind of nudged me to go this direction through like different org changes and things like that. Um, but yeah, I was originally hired to do like some social media stuff. That team kind of got like broken up and uh, strategy changed, I guess you could say, for Under Armour on how they were looking at things. Um, and so I kind of worked my way into shooting a lot more photo and video more than handling the social stuff and then started kind of transitioning and uh, reached out to my boss now at Under Armour, J. Michael Felder, and reached out to him and you know, told him I, I wanted to start shooting photos and stuff like that. So I got added onto his team and I've been there for the last <laughs> like two years or so. Um, and it's been awesome. Yeah. So 
So yeah, <laughs> so that's that pretty is wild. Like your story is very much like you get a job somewhere and then you figure it out. Yeah, but that's what you got to do. That's yeah. what I'm saying though. Like if you're sitting there waiting for the perfect job, guess what? I got like, <laughs> I got <laughs> shitty news for you, bro. <laughs> you're not going to get the job because you're going to have had no experience because you're just yeah. going to have been waiting for it. Like don't just sit there and waste time waiting for something to open up. Like take something, keep developing your skills, take something as a job and keep working it till you figure out where you want to go with it. You right. know, like I don't think you can really dig yourself into a hole with that type of stuff. You can only find a better situation, I think. And like I said, even if it's realizing what you do or you don't want to do, that's a big part of it as sure. well. Like what made you want to do photography specifically? Man, I, it's just, I think a little bit more intuitive for me, the photo over the video, I can kind of shoot video, but one of, I think one of my weaknesses, if I'm going to give myself a critique here is like video editing. I think the rhythm of it, um, both like from an audio perspective and from like a visual perspective, but, but just the rhythm and flow of what good video editing is, it's not, not, it's not something that is easy for me to pick up on and understand, you know, like sure. photography, I can look at a frame and you can analyze it. Um, and I can look at it from like a, I'm not a math guy, but you look at it from like a geometrical yeah. perspective, right? And you can start to understand what at makes it I, good. Yeah, I can. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's obvious to everybody, but I can look at it, and if, if somebody's explaining a technique to me, I can look at it and apply it to a lot of different images and figure things out. And I can't do that with video editing. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where, like, because because my video editing, I just I feel like I kind of lack some of just that ability um it's tough <laughs> yeah it's not fun for me because i don't i don't feel like i'm good at it so i want to shoot photos you right know? um uh, best photo you've ever taken what is it oh man it's too hard of a question <laughs> i can't i can't say just one yeah. I, it's hard for me to even pick projects and from individual projects i could walk away with 200 photos 150 yeah. photos that yeah. i like a lot so like it's even hard for me to pick like a favorite project much less a favorite photo it's hard it's all context you know because some stuff brings up different memories and different feelings of what you're doing or sure, the, sure, the sure. certain photo that I was trying to take and yeah, I nailed it. So like I might really enjoy the fact that I got exactly what I was thinking. The process of getting it more but, than actually Yeah, but maybe it. I look at that photo now and I'm like, the photo actually isn't very good. I just <laughs> liked it because the feeling that I had yeah. of taking it because I got what I thought was good at the time. Right. You know what I mean? So there's right, stuff right. like that. So so it's always, it's always evolving yeah, yeah. a little bit. So at Under Armour now, explain your average project. Um, so there's a couple of different types of projects that I would normally have. Uh, some of them are like more like a proper, like photo shoot that, that you would think of not necessarily in a studio. Cause I don't do a lot of studio stuff really. Um, I guess one of the reasons probably why be is because I didn't go to art, you know, uh, <laughs> like school for this. And right. like one of the things that they teach you is like lighting. So you get like a, a base for it and for me like shooting football games like i was always using just natural available right, light. whatever you have available. Ne never used a flash it was just just always natural and available light and that was it um so that's i'm more comfortable shooting around like natural light i would say than i would like setting up a sh mm -hmm. you know a studio shot so not as much studio stuff um but some some like on set um studio photography and then or studio photography some on set uh more like photo shoot uh photography and uh sometimes like documentary projects which are the ones mm -hmm. that i like the most and it's what i like to do now um as like personal projects 
but uh yeah it's like kind of so basically from start to finish it's like i would get told hey this this project is coming up these are kind of like the dates um you know then we prepare for it and we think about what we want to do on it and then we go and we shoot and then after that you know we have a little bit of time for like processing with color and stuff like that um and then these projects get turned around but a lot of times it takes if it's like an immediate like thing for like social media maybe they post it soon but i don't do as much maybe for social media um and if it's stuff that's like going into retail and print like those pictures won't come out till six or seven months later pretty much right um so yeah that's kind of the process it's obviously more complicated than just right. that but that's well, kind of the, the cool part about under armor is a lot of these shoots you have like these icons attached to it like the steph curry's the tom brady's the cam newton's of the world um what's it like working in this documentary style uh around people and getting them to kind of like open up to a camera okay it's a this is like a multi-layered question i think for me uh when i'm shooting this type of stuff i typically just try to stay out of the way you know and say like as invisible as possible mm -hmm. and i think um i think some athletes and some people that i've worked with before probably appreciate that uh because you know when you're becoming a fan or you want to be too um interactive with somebody or if you want to give them too too much direction on the camera and stuff like that on what they're doing uh they start seeing you as like a bit of a maybe I feel like they can see you as a bit of like a nuisance or an annoyance because sure. like I, I, so you know broader I like I try to treat them like normal people so I mm -hmm. think about it like what I want somebody every time I'm walking through a doorway tell me which foot to lead with and like where to look like no I wouldn't want that but if somebody was like hey I want to take pictures of you I'm not going to say a single word to you I'm going to stay out of the way and my job is just to make you look cool like I think that's a lot, I would be more open to that right so like that's the same way that I try to work you know I if it's up to me ideally like that's the same way that I try to yeah. work with some of these people because they're they are norm, normal people at the end of the day that it's crazy because they're really good at something and everybody knows them because mm -hmm. of it but they don't change man that right. you know there's still people like, okay, I, I mean, people can change because of going through that process, but at the end of the day, they're still a person. And if you treat them like a normal person, they get pretty comfortable with you, I think pretty fast. And then once they start getting comfortable with you and if they respect your work after you not telling them anything for X amount of times that you've shot them, uh, they'll start to like your work and they'll be maybe more open to being like, you know, if you just tell them, you know, whatever let's say you're with them for a day and there's like one spot that you think is like this this would be a really good photo mm -hmm. you can ask them for that start asking that for that photo and you've sure. gained enough trust but you gotta and, build that first. Yeah, yeah yeah but it's not but i would never do that the first time i i right. run into a project with somebody and start telling them what to do because it's not my style like if you're doing a studio shoot then yeah you have to do that right but i, I prefer to feel it out react a little bit and tell some tell a story of something that's actually there that this person is actually doing rather than like setting up the, um, you know, concept for a photo shoot kind of out of sure. thin air. Yeah. Yeah. I, I prefer to shoot the real thing. So yeah. Tell me the Tom Brady great wall of China story. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I got a story from it. Oh, you talking about that picture that I yeah. got? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, um, so I went to Asia, I went to Asia, uh, with Tom Brady for a work trip. He had like an Asia tour, which I've gone back and I've been fortunate to do it with like, uh, Jordan Spieth. And I just did it also with Steph Curry, um, Mo Bamba, Joel Embiid and Dennis Smith Jr. together. So it was the four of them in Japan and China, but I went with Brady like three years ago or something to, to Japan and China. Uh, and 
when we were there, we went to the Great Wall of China, and yeah, I I took a picture of him on there on the Great Wall on an old film camera, <laughs> uh, and uh, had the pictures. And then like his team had like reached out to me afterwards, and they were just like, "Hey, uh, you know, we were redoing Tom's Suite in Ge- Gillette Stadium. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Gillette Stadium." Um, we're redoing Tom Sweet at Gillette Stadium, and we want to put some pictures up on the wall. And we were wondering if you had any good ones from Asia. So I was like, I, I mean, I got a couple of them. One of them was like him, like sumo wrestling. <laughs> one of them was like him sumo wrestling. The other one was like him on the Great Wall of China. And then there was like maybe a alternate version of the Great Wall of China one or something like that. And uh, so they were like, yeah, just print them, send it to us. And they were like, send us um, an extra one for him to sign and send back to you. And I was like, nah, like I, I don't. I don't like asking for autographs. Like, right, I really right. don't. And they were like, just include it, would you? And I was like, I'm, I'm, I can't do it, man. Uh, but then I remembered, and right after the trip, they had, like, when we were, like, leaving Asia, they said the same thing. They were like, send us a picture. We'll get it signed for you and send it back. And I literally told them, like, three times no. Right. Like, right off the bat. And then they... And we were talking again about these prints and they brought it up like two more times. So I was like, all right, man, like I can't sit here and say no to getting <laughs> my picture of yeah. Tom Brady on the Great Wall of China with the Lombardi. <laughs> yeah, there's only really so far yeah, I could like, go. <laughs> I'm just a, just a man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just doing his best. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I sent it to them and then they sent, sent it to me back. Um, and so one, so there's two of those prints and one of them, uh, I don't know if it's still there, but at one time I guess was in his suite at the stadium. I, I yeah. never saw it, but I'm assuming it was there and the other one's in my room. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Jay has been a, a role model to you, I, I imagine, right? Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Um, especially as you transitioned into photography. So, you know, what's a big thing you've learned from him? From him? I mean, it's just been being around him, around Rachel, who I also work yeah. with, learning from them you know, them kind of taking me under their wing a little bit and, and um, showing me how things go on photo shoots and helping me learn what a good photograph looks like for what we do and being a sounding board. Yeah. And, I think, yeah. I mean, I think that's a big part about learning is you got to find mentors. A hundred percent. Like you can't like going into Maryland, your job at Maryland. And you know, I've had similar jobs too, where you're like the one man band kind of thing. Yeah. And that's great and all, but it's like really hard or you got to find, you still got to find those mentors somehow or 100%. somewhere, whether it's you're following people on Twitter that you're watching stuff from, or, uh, actually being around people that are like really good at their jobs. You got to, but that's a hundred percent situation. That's what it is when we're talking about it. That's what Maryland taught me. I got the reps at Maryland. Mm-hmm. So I was able to build up a little bit of a base of understanding. And then when I got into Under Armour, I got more specialized in something and I learned from people to get, I got more and more detailed than what I was getting better at, you know? And I was learning it because I had mentors. Like I wouldn't have been able to do that at Maryland without any mentors because I was learning it from them. So it was helping me figure out what good photography looks like and how how to try to make it, you know? If that makes sense. So that's what that's what Under Armour's teaching me. Yeah, when we think about like somebody kind of starting into this, they need to get their reps and then they need to learn from other good people. Yeah. And what uh, else do you think rounds out that skill set for somebody? Like what else do you think you need to do? Well to be good at this, Yeah. This? I, I no, I think I'm I'm making sure that like what I had that I wanted to say matches up with what you're asking, but I think it does. Like the you, like <laughs> I haven't read this anywhere, so this is just something Quote that I'm you on thinking. This? Yeah, yeah. This is what I think. Like, I feel like how you say you are what you eat when it comes to like dieting. And if sure. you're, if you're like, you know, 
a muscle builder, right? Like diet is important. What you put into your body is going to affect how you perform. I feel like it's the same thing for photography. You have to take in the type of work that you want to be putting out. So if you're looking at a bunch of like super garbage photography, and again, not saying anything about against college football, but when I was there, I didn't have good taste because I didn't know what to look at. Sure. Like I was only just looking at other teams, and I didn't have like again mentors like showing me like no, this is check out this photographer, look at that photographer. So you have to make sure that you're putting as good uh, visual food into your your mind yeah. as possible for you to be able to come up with better photography because you're not gonna figure it out by yourself doing nothing. That's right. another reason why maybe school for this stuff would be somewhat valuable is because you'll find out these names like, oh, look up, you know, Martin Parr and look at what his sure, photography sure. looks like. So then you have some base of some photographers and can work out from there if you wanna go back to that. But I never had that type of training with mm -hmm. it. So, it's important if you're, I think if you're in like college or whatever, starting out, like you got to find class photography because the social media stuff, even though it gets likes and all that, like that isn't class photography a lot of the times, which is a bummer. Um, people don't care because social media is becoming its own thing. Right. So right. now I feel like an old person saying this, but I've adopted <laughs> like this classier, uh, you know, more thoughtful style of photography that I've, that I've been paying more attention to have a big appreciation for it. But a lot of the stuff that you see that does well on social media isn't that type of thing. What camera do you shoot with? Uh, is this personal or for work? Let's go personal or, first. Personal, man, I've been on this film photography kick for a couple of years now. So I'm just buying all these old ass cameras <laughs> and using them on trips uh, for like hiking and stuff and shooting them for fun sometimes when I have an extra second um, like on set when nothing's going on, you know, yeah. or as a time waster if you're with an athlete for 20 minutes and you've already like basically like if I'm in a room with an athlete while shooting a documentary style thing and they're going to be in that room for 30 minutes and I've shot it for 15 minutes and like there's literally not another shot to be had like instead of just sitting there I'll take out my film camera and have a couple uh, shots that I'll take with it so I've been using those a bunch so what is it you like about a film camera it's just fun man because it's risky yeah I think that's why I like it because it's risky because you more don't calculated. know it's so yeah. much more enjoyable because you don't know you actually have to learn and it's made my digital photography i think way way more intuitive to me because film stuff is so slow so you pay attention to the you have to pay more. attention but then when i go on it's like it's like working out with like a it's like doing sprints with like ankle weights on and then when i go up for like an actual competition i got no weights on it's way easier for me when i'm shooting digital photography now because it's so much faster yeah. you know what i mean um but it's the fun it's the fun of uh i think shooting film is it's been a whole branch off it's kind of like my personal enjoyment part of photography it's not that i don't enjoy the digital photography for work but it, it has become in some ways a little bit more work you know right, what i mean right right uh so like film is kind of like my break from the normal workflow and uh doing something fun yeah just because i want to so here's a good question you ever get burnt out yeah for sure so how do you not get burnt out and how do you stay motivated to man i'm constantly like having to evaluate myself i feel like uh, <laughs> i feel like an athlete who's like you know paying attention to their body and yeah. knowing how you're feeling like i'm really trying to start to pay attention more lately because uh 
it's easy to get burnt out. And it's not that I, it's not that I'm paying attention because I want to turn down jobs and I get burnt out. I just want to know where I'm at so that it doesn't get to the point where I'm feeling like shit and I don't realize that it's because, damn, I've just been working for the last two months like nonstop yeah. on shoots traveling all over and I've got like 15 hours of time difference built up right now, you know? Like, I just need to understand what's happening, pay attention to it sure. so that I, so that I yeah. understand what's going on. Right. Is, is that a weird way to answer that no, question? No, no, that makes sense. I, I definitely think, I mean, I've faced it a lot, and I'm sure a lot of every creator at some point or another has faced it. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like, like you said, when you're doing this stuff every day, all day, and it's your life. It's like, a lot, man. It's a lot. And so I think finding ways to stay motivated is, yes. is something I, I focus on. Um, and then what do you do? Do you look at people that like, I would say like the easiest way is find people that inspire you exactly. and look at their work. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> there's always gonna be somebody who's better than you or better at a different style than you because you sure. don't always have to be developing the same style. Maybe you're working for a, a college team and like they have a certain style and you feel like you've pushed that style as far as it goes. Cool. Try out a different style for fun in your free time and start to perfect sure. that and you'll be able to bring elements of that into, you know, your school style in a more subtle way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think it's part of just being around good people. Like for sure. If you're spending time on shoots with people that are like really good at their work or just good to be around, that's kind of motivating as well. It is. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not the like big fish in a small pond. You, you right. realize that you're like not the shit. Do <laughs> um, you feel like you've made it do you feel like there's a there's been a point now in your career that that you kind of made it no i don't feel like there is any making like all it. Of this grinding and and job after job and step up after step up it's do you look back a little bit and just be like man there's no making it it's just feeling good about what you're doing or not feeling good about what you're doing and both of them result in the same thing it's like if you feel good about what you're doing then cool you, that means you got to keep working and doing it more so that you get even better at it if you yeah. don't like what you're doing then that means you got to keep doing it more and working harder at it until it gets to a point where you do like it and it's always a balance of like it's cheesy but it's like if you if you're just if you're just content with what you're doing it's gonna probably get stale quick and you're gonna fall behind real quick yeah. so it's like you always have to be paying attention to it and there's never any making it there's never any like feeling super comfortable and that's that's one of the things that i have to be wary of it's like i don't want to feel comfortable about anything i don't want to feel like you know things are how they should be or that there's like a destination that's met because it's it's, it's just a constant constant cycle of learning and evaluating and then improving i guess i don't know no that that makes that's i mean that's the mindset you need to have um, all right, I'm going to jump into some rapid-fire questions. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Favorite athlete you've ever shot? Mm, probably Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua? Yeah, that's my guy. Um, least favorite athlete? Uh, I'm not answering I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one project that or athlete that you haven't shot that you really want to? Mm, one athlete or project. Man, see. Because well, I know you did the Roger Federer stuff, which is really Well, cool. that, that's where I was going to go with it. Like, one of the biggest bummers for me at Under Armour is I never got to shoot Annie Murray because I'm a tennis guy and we had Annie Murray for a while and unfortunately we don't have him anymore. We didn't shoot him a ton, but there was a couple of times where we shot him and like, I really wish that I would have been involved. I felt like I could have brought something from an authenticity standpoint Just and understanding you know the of so the much. sport because yeah. we didn't have a lot of people that were, you know, tennis isn't as common as like football or basketball or whatever. So I felt like I could bring something to the table with that. Unfortunately, I never got put on a tennis project but that's the one that i <laughs> yeah, yeah. I regret not being part of um 
Favorite style of shooting? Mm, documentary. Yeah, just like, flying the wall. Yeah, I like that stuff. I'm becoming more where I want to control the situation, I think, because I've had a taste of more of that control and I don't yeah. want to control the entire thing, but I like to be able to shoot documentary Get a and more out of it. Yeah. And pay attention to what's going on. But then like when I see something I like to be able to have the flexibility to be able to stage it a bit more to just get it exactly right. Cause I think I'm becoming more and more of a perfectionist, which yeah. I already was one before. So it's, yeah, I don't know if that's a good Dangerous. thing or not. Yeah. Favorite Miami hurricane of all time. Mm. Of all time. Devin Hester is also my favorite football player of all time. There you go. I've, one question, I'll, I'll give you a question for me. The question you should be asking me is, if you could go back in time and shoot any athlete that you, could, that you would want to shoot, who would it be? And my Ooh. two would be Devin Hester and Muhammad Ali. That would be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Devin Hester. Can't beat that. Yeah, Devin Hester's dope. I grew up watching that guy, so. Uh, last question. Okay. Best piece of advice you got for somebody just starting out in this industry? Mm, I don't know. I kind of touched on it before and it's also, you know, it's something that's out there, but it's like, just do everything. Don't say no to things. Just do everything. Cause you don't know, you know, you don't know if you're going to want to do graphic design. Like maybe you think you want to be a graphic designer and then, you know, you say no to photography internships or general marketing internships or communications internships. And it turns out that's the stuff that if you tried it, you would actually really like it, especially coming out of college. Like, you don't know what you like. Still I didn't know. know what I'd like to do. And it's always changing. So I was like, do different stuff, try different stuff. Somebody's offering you to, to, to do something, you know, especially if you're learning and taking on new experiences as, you know, at an intern level or at an entry level, like do it. Cause you don't know where it's going to lead or if you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, that's still cool because now you know that you don't like doing photography or graphic design or whatever so you know in the future like that's not really your thing but you don't find that stuff out until you just try everything and figure it out so awesome all right else my man thanks dude i'm just trying to learn hey hey anna we're gonna cut all of this jesus christ you just ruined the freaking interview do you have any questions <laughs> i'm running out we could just talk about stuff i'll ask you stuff yeah, all right. Um, all right, where were we before we got interrupted over here? 